Hey class, Prof. JC here. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at this issue of servant leadership. This is a class obviously about service. And so we're going to look at this issue of servant leadership. Um, and I want to, I want to juxtapose that with this idea of empowering leadership. But before we do, I've been sharing this with all my classes this week. There's something I want to share with you real quick that it's just been, uh, it's just been on my head. It's been in my mind. So I, I am currently working on my dissertation for my doctorate and hopefully I'll get that done by the end of this year. Uh, it's just a lot of writing, but because I'm ADD, I need some kind of noise, some kind of music, or I'll even listen to podcasts. I'll watch documentaries. I love to watch business documentaries, business movies, um, uh, sermons pastors whatever i love to listen to all of that music you know whatever it is while i'm 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 working well recently here um there's been you know how youtube suggests videos for you and that's a dangerous thing because it sends you down this this hole um one of the videos it suggested for me was of a band that i gotta be honest with you i absolutely love i grew up in indiana and so i'm a huge fan of classic rock now this band isn't classic rock but they were uh back in the uh 80s and 90s was you know it was kind of their 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 uh their heyday and it's it's, it's the band Def leopard and uh, i actually was able to go watch them they did a residency in las vegas i think about four years ago and so buddy and i we were there and we actually got to see him in concert. Phenomenal. Joe Elliott, his voice, the band, they were incredible. Even had the chance to meet uh, Phil Collin um, in the lobby, who's one of the guitarists and vocalists. And then Rick Allen, the um, the Thunder God, I think is what they call him. Uh, incredible drummer. Um, and just here's the here's the thing. They were really nice people, too. That's what got me is as famous as they are, as long as they've been around, as successful as they've been. They're, they're probably listed on, on every rating as one of the top one of the top 10, at least top 20 rock mans of all time. And they're just very cool people. So anyway, maybe it's because I've been listening to them at summertime. And so it's kind of that time of year to listen to a group like Def Leppard. But it came up in my YouTube. So I spent uh, the other day, I I sat down, I think it was Saturday. I just wrote all day. I was writing all day. And so I had these videos going of Def Leppard. And so I probably didn't get as much of my dissertation done as I should have, but it was fun to watch the videos. Well, uh, there was a, a theme that kept coming through. Joe Elliott, who's the lead singer, will get on and he'll say Captain's Log. And he'll talk about the the, the city they're in, the show they're going to do that night. And he'll just kind of talk about what that city's like. And then after they come off stage, he'll he'll show up and talk about how great it was to be in that stadium. And then it shows cameras of them in that stadium. And it's just very cool to watch. You can watch them on YouTube as well. But here's something he kept saying over and over and over again is uh, he said, as a band, and he's talking about Def Leppard here, they've been around 47 years, y'all. They got started in 1976. He said, we don't really put on great shows and we never put on bad shows. But then here's what he said in his British accent. He said, we are consistent. He kept saying that we are consistent. He said, probably the secret to our success is consistency. And that's just really stuck with me. And then in my own life, there's some some other things that have kind of come up and people I've, I listen to who... Uh, they start talking about that. And, but but when I hear somebody, anybody who's done anything for four decades, almost five decades, uh, I'm going to listen to them when they talk about what makes them successful. And so for 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 uh, Joe Elliott of Def Leppard, it's not about being great all the time. It's not about you're trying to go out there and impress people every single time. But really, as he would state, it's about just being consistent. And uh, so I just wanted to share that with you. I think that's a good reminder for all of us uh, is just 
I want you to have a great life. I want you wherever you go in business and leadership, nonprofit, for profit, whatever it is, I want you to have. But here's the deal. I want you to have a great life consistently for a long period of time. I'm getting to the age now, y'all. I'm 44 in my mid 40s here. I'm getting to the age where I'm starting to see a lot of people that I grew up with or people that I were my heroes at a young age. And they're all, you know, they're all, you know, they're not ending well. Uh, they're making mistakes or they're finding out now in their forties that they were on the wrong track. So now they're having to start all the way over again. And, and, uh, now I realize that some of that's a part of life and sometimes that happens, but my hope for you is that you get on a path and you stay there and you just remain consistent, consistent as Joe Elliott would say. Okay. So I'm going to give that to you for free. Now I want to jump in. And I want to talk about this, this idea of servant leadership, and I want to juxtapose it with what I'm going to give my life to. And it's spreading the message of empowering leadership. Okay. Servant leadership is great. And I think it was a great start, but really it's all about empowering leadership. So let's read a little bit about servant leadership. Then I want to tell you why I think empowering leadership is the direction you need to go. While servant leadership is a time, so I've got this article here from, I don't know what website this is. Uh, I think it's just from the Greenleaf Center for Servant Leadership. And it says this, while certain now, so Robert K. Greenleaf, I'm getting ready to mention this. He's the one who, who, who brought up this term servant leadership. And we needed it because when he brought it up, I think it was in the seventies, it was such a top down form of leadership. And, and it was all about you know, being the top dog and all the answers had to come from the top. So he introduced a new thought. But again, I have something that I think um, will, uh, if I can say, trump servant leadership. So he says this, while servant leadership is a timeless concept, the phase servant leadership was coined by Robert K. Greenleaf in, in his book, Servant as Leader, I'm sorry, an essay. So it's an essay that he first published in 1970. In the essay, Greenleaf stated the following. The servant leader is servant first. Now, that's that's probably an argument I have there, but let me just read through this and I'll kind of share this with you. It begins with the natural feeling that one wants to serve, to serve first. Then conscious choice bring, uh, brings one to aspire to lead. That person is sharply different from one who is leader first, perhaps because the need to assuage an unusual power drive or to acquire material possessions, the leader first and the servant first are two extreme types. Between them are shadings and blends that are part of the infinite variety of human nature. The, the difference manifests itself in the care taken by the servant first to make sure that other people's priorities, uh, that, that, that other people's highest priority needs are, are being served. The being or the best test and difficult to administer is, do those served grow as persons? Do they, while being served, become healthier, wiser, freer, more autonomous, more likely themselves to become servants? And what is the effect on the least privileged in society? Will they benefit or at least not be future further, excuse me, deprived? A servant leader focuses primarily on the growth and well-being of people and the communities to which they belong, while traditional leadership generally involves the accumulation and exercise of power by one at the top of the pyramid. Servant leadership is different. The servant leader shares power, but puts the needs of others first and helps people develop and perform as highly as possible. All this is great. All of this is great. I'm not here to say that servant leadership is a bad form of leadership at all, but I would push back and I would say this. Servant leadership versus what I'm going to give the rest of my life to sharing is, which is the message of empowering leadership. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. 
uh, servant leadership still has the servant or still has the leader as, as the as the key component in that leadership philosophy. Okay, and and here's what else here's what else it talks about. It, it it talks about the person who begins as a servant first, where in their mindset they're saying, "I just want to be a servant," and then somehow leadership falls upon them. That's wonderful. That's great. It rarely happens. I have studied leadership. It's what I do, right? My title is associate professor of leadership. I study this. I read about leadership. It's all I, it's, I'm one of the lucky few, I think, to have the dream job. I'm consistently studying leaders all the time, and I love to do it. Very few leaders who are great leaders, incredible leaders, impactful leaders, effective leaders. Very few of these leaders start off at their home saying, I, I just want to serve. I just want to be a servant. It doesn't happen. Many of these people at some point, you know, were driven early on. They were in sports. They were the captain of the team. They were, um, they were the, you know, they were very successful in what they did in high school. They were successful what they did in college. They ran for student body president. You see a lot of that student body vice president. Uh, they, from early age, they had this vision to transform and to see the world change. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's, it's okay to be ambitious. Now we got to be careful. Um, and this is a whole nother conversation that we could have at some other point, but um, narcissism, if we're not careful, abounds in people who lead, right? It just It's just a part of the nature of what happens. You see a lot of leaders who have narcissistic tendencies, but here's the, here's the deal that I need for you to know. Everybody is a narcissist at some level, there's a continuum, right? And so some of you on the call, you're all the way over here, right? If the if the continuum is on this side where it's the, you are the most narcissist, and over on this side, you have the least amount of narcissism, we all have it because what narcissism means, it, it means at some level, we're taking care of our own needs. We're getting our own needs met, okay? Now, the extreme narcissist does everything to get his or her needs met. Everything they say, everything they do, it has nothing to do about the thing. It has nothing to do about the about the person in front of them. It's it's always about trying to get their needs met. And over here, right on on the other side, the other extreme is 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 the person with you know slight narcissism, um, but maybe they're not their needs aren't getting met as as much as they need to because they're not asking for what they want. Right. So we all have. So we need to understand that. The research, the data shows we're all narcissists. It's it's just a level of it. So those with higher forms of narcissism, and you know, I've been able to work with some leaders before. I, I always share with them, hey, put that to put that narcissism to use for the good of the community, for the good of the organization, for the good of the people that that you work for. Okay, and that's where this idea of empowering leadership comes in that I want to talk about. Servant leadership still has the, you know, it it it, it requires that you have to have a servant for, but 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 I don't see that that happens a lot of times. I, I think there are a lot of people who are um, uh, very good at leadership, and they want they've wanted to lead since they were ten years old, right? But 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 here's what I think um, is a better alternative to it. Okay, is this idea of empowering leadership? That's what I'm going to give my life to. Now, I want to give you in this talk we're going to give here right here the six stages of empowering leadership. Okay, and what you're going to see, and I think the difference is this: servant leadership still has the leader at the center of it. The leader as the servant, it still puts a lot of attention on that person. It's yes, it's helping other people reach their full and highest potential, but they still have to answer to you. But you're just doing a great job being a servant leader. Okay. 
There's nothing wrong with this. It's a great place to start. Empowering leadership, in my opinion, is a, a humble form of leadership because it really is. It's giving power away to other people. It's letting other people lead. It's letting other people stand in your shoes as the leader, giving them what, what we're getting ready to talk about here. So here's the first stage of empowering leadership. Number one, you have to find the right person. You've got to find the right person. Uh, I won't spend too much time on this, but uh, if you if you empower the wrong person, it's going to be bad for you. It's going to be bad for the organization. Uh, it's going to be bad for the people around you. So that's going to take time. You can't just, and here's something that I've learned the hard way. You cannot empower everybody, especially with the definition of empowerment that I'm getting ready to give you here. Okay. And some people don't want to be empowered. They want to show. I've had people tell me this before. I've had people push back on me and say, don't empower me, Jason. I don't want to be empowered. I just want to show up and have you tell me what to do, do my eight hours, get my check and go home and have my barbecues and my beer. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That's the life they, they want to live. Okay. Uh, so you've got to be careful who you empower. You've got to find the right person. Okay. And here's the reason why is number two. Here's the second stage of empowering leadership, because you're going to give power away. This is the, this is the basis of empowerment. And it's, it's stronger than delegation. Delegation means I give you work that I already have on my plate and I'm delegating this work to you. Empowerment, right? And so if I delegate it to you, I expect you to get it done and give it back to me, and then I'll pick it up from there. Empowerment says, no, no, no. I'm giving the power that I have, okay, in my role, in this project, in this assignment, with this product, with this service, whatever it is, I'm giving the power to you. You now have the power, okay? Which leads us to number three, uh, the third stage of empowering leadership. You're giving authority away. Okay, so as a leader, you have authority. You can hire people, you can fire people, you have you set direction for your team, you set direction for your organization, whatever it is, you have the ability to do that. When you empower people, you give power away. So that means the the thing that you have, you're giving to them on this project, on this service. And it's it's not, you're not giving it all away, but on that thing that they're working on, they have full power of it. But now they also have authority. Okay, so authority means that they get to pick their team, they get to do the hiring and firing, right? That's why you got to be very careful. If you put the wrong person in this position, you put an insecure person in, you put a small minded person, in, you put someone who is who's got all kinds of, you know, uh, maybe within the company, they've got they've got these um, they've got these things that they need to get back at people. They're keeping score of things that have happened to them and they're trying to get even. That's the wrong person to put in a position of authority. But if you put the right person in, they're going to empower other people, right? They're going to bring the right people along, right? But now they have authority. They get to do the hiring and firing. They get to decide how it all works. Now, as a leader, okay, this goes back to finding the right person. The leader's job is to set the vision, okay? It goes back to what we've talked about before. Uh, I think we've talked about before in this class. I know I certainly have in the other class, purpose, vision, mission, right? The PV, PVM, if you've had me before, we've talked about this. Principles, values, purpose, vision, mission, everything should be uh, defined on those, right? Once you have that down, life gets easier. Once you have that down, the organization gets easier. Leadership gets easier, right? Because you know where you're going. So the the uh, the leader definitely gets to set the vision, definitely gets to share the purpose and say, here's where you need to end up. But then you give power away, you give authority away. Then number four is this. Here's the fourth stage. You give responsibility away. And here's what this means. When you give responsibility away, it means they get to decide exactly how they're going to get there. Okay. You've given the purpose. Well, the purpose is already stated. That's organizational. You've shared the vision for whatever that project is. Now they get to set the mission for it. Okay. 
That's that's the responsibility aspect. They get to decide A through Z, whatever those steps are. Here's how we're going to get from point A to point Z. It's like if you're taking a trip from San Diego to New York City, if you empower someone to make that happen, you're basically saying, hey, we need to get to New York City by August 15th. Now, you decide between now and then how we're going to make that happen. Are we going to fly? Are we going to take a bus? Are we going to drive? Are we going to are we going to go straight there? Are we going to go see the countryside? Do we need to leave three weeks early? Do we need to leave a day early because we're just going to fly? They get to decide how that works. That's giving responsibility away, which then leads into the next thing, okay, which is really important. And 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 this is something that I missed in my time of, of leadership. This is something I had to learn. But not only do you give responsibility away, you also give accountability away. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, I was really great at empowering people. I love to do it. I love to, I love to see the talents that people have. It, it excites me to see people. And I could share stories about this, you know, about times I've done this before. And to watch people really rise into their full and highest potential, that's always exciting. But then what, one of the things I struggle with is that I would, I, I would be hesitant to hold people accountable. And so maybe things didn't happen the way they needed to happen, or maybe the vision didn't go the way it needed. And the accountability piece was, was difficult for me. And I remember I had a boss who called me in and there was an event that I was in charge of and I empowered somebody else on the event and the event did not go the way it should have gone. Because what I did was empower this person, but I didn't hold them accountable. And by that, I didn't have like, you know, if the if if the event was eight weeks away, I didn't say, hey, every week you and I are just going to meet for 40, you know, for not 40, for 15 minutes. And I'm just going to ask you questions you'll answer. And we'll just make sure that we're, we're on track and moving towards the vision, right? I empowered this person and said, go for it. And I'll see you at the event. And I got to the event and it was just, it was there's a word for it I'm not going to use on this podcast, but it was not a good show. Okay. And that's all I'm going to put it. And so then I got called in from my boss. Hey, what happened? And I just shared, well, you know, I'm powered. You know, I try to do my job, my empower. And I'd shared with him before that here's what I'm going to do. And I believe in empowerment. It raises up people, lifts up leaders and all this stuff. And he said, Hey, I love that. The, you know, JC, I love that you have that kind of a mindset to do that. But here's the deal. When you empower people, you also have to hold people accountable. And, and that's, you know, a lot of times that's a, we've given that name kind of a bad rap in our society, holding people accountable. But it just means that you're meeting with them. Uh, now, as trust is earned, somebody works with you two, three, four, five years, and you've held them accountable for a time. And now you know the work they do. Now, at some point, you can say five years later, hey, uh, here's the vision. Go make it happen. I'll see you at the event, right? I'll see you at the product launch. I'll see you when we, you know, open the service up to the public. Yeah, you know, whatever. Because now they've earned that trust. But when trust hasn't been earned yet, you've got to hold them accountable. But then here's my favorite, the very last one. Okay. You've got to also give the credit away. You know, you've got to give the credit away. So in addition to the five things that I just listed, you've got to give credit away. This is where some leaders struggle. They maybe they do empower. Maybe they give, you know, all these other things away that we just talked about. But then when it comes down to it, when it gets down to it and and the thing, especially if it's turned out well, right, then they show up and they stand there and they take credit for the job that somebody else has done. You you cannot do that. Part of empowerment, again, because I think empowerment is 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 the strongest form of leadership because it's it's so deeply ingrained in humility because you're putting the attention on other people. You're helping other people succeed. OK, you're helping them thrive. 
And so in that, right, you also now now you've got to give the credit, Wayne, say, you know, when your boss comes up and says, hey, JC, great job on that. You, you say, hey, you know what? Thanks so much. But it was so and so over here. So and so did the work they, they put on, all, you know, they put in all the time. And and uh, and and if your boss is good and if you're working for a great organization, they're going to tap you on the back even more and say, well, it sounds like you did a great job empowering the right person. Then they're going to move over and tell that person great job. And they might look back at you and say, man, it isn't your leader a great leader to empower you? to get this job done. You did an incredible job. That's how great leadership works. Now, the problem is, here's the reason why we don't do this, because we're insecure people. And oftentimes we work for insecure people and and we don't work with people who've got leadership mindsets. So what we fear, and I've seen this happen in organizations before, I've seen it happen. What we fear is we empower someone, they get the job done, they do it well. And then the boss comes in, oh, you empowered so-and-so, they got the job. What do I need you for? Right. So I'm just going to get rid of you and hire this person. I'm going to put this person in your job and we're going to get rid of you. Right. I, I, I've actually seen this happen before, which makes people scared to do this kind of stuff. I want to encourage you. Don't be that kind of leader. Do not be that kind of leader. Be the kind of leader who empowers your people, gives credit away. And you build a culture where this is, you know, where you're, you know, you're, you're talking to everyone. Every leader, every manager needs to know these six steps, the, these six stages. And then your job as a leader is to make sure are these people living according to these six stages, empowering people. So here's here's what I want you to do. Okay, uh, here's uh, uh, here are the questions I want you to answer. I want you to go back to the freebie that we talked about. What is the one thing that Jeff uh, Jeff that Joe Elliott said is is responsible for Deaf Leopard's long term success? Right, it's one word. What's that word? And then I want you to list out what are the six stages of empowering leadership, okay? So just list them out. And then just in two to three sentences, tell me which one of these steps resonates most with you and is the most important step that you believe um, is the most important step in empowering other people. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, I look forward to reading your responses and I'll see you on the next podcast. Take care.